We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, LL Nation? Lucky Lefty Podcast. This is a very, very late night edition. Both busy yesterday. I stayed down in South Bend to be able to go to the practice this morning and stayed a little bit later. Made the trek back to Chicago. Left. Was taking care of business. We didn't want to muddle up Monday's show with everything we mixed. So I'm just going to go ahead and kind of give a tease of the pro day, my thoughts on the pro day, what stood out, uh, what teams seemed interested in, what prospects from the Notre Dame squad, and just talk about the overall support and the energy that was in the IAC on Friday morning, which it was really incredible. Tons of support. And just this energy around this team that I think was manifested today with most of us if you did not see it, I'm sure you've seen the clips on social media with the football team finishing up practice. Tremendous recruiting day. Just a huge recruiting day. They finish up practice and they walk right over in the same facility to the lacrosse field as the lacrosse team. Ranked number one in the nation was ranking the number third ranked Virginia Cavaliers down in South Bend. And it turned into something absolutely incredible. So, you know, it's just incredible energy, incredible energy around the campus right now. And it's a lot to look forward to, honestly. It's a lot to look forward to. If you pretty much tapped into our first practice report, you know the quarterback situation, how we feel about that. It is very much improved. And the Notre Dame offense, Notre Dame fans should have high expectations for the offense moving forward. It really should because the quarterback situation really raises the level of everyone on the offensive side of the ball, on the field, and the coaches in the booth and on the sideline. So we'll get to that momentarily to see if that trend contended, continued in practice number three. This is practice number three, but this is the practice report. This is our second practice report. Uh, the teams did practice yesterday right before the pro day. That was a spirited practice, practice according to reports. And today's practice was nothing less or nothing short than being just as spirited according to recruits we've spoken to 
and also certain people that were in the building. So Lucky Lefty Podcast, as always, YouTube, hit us up, subscribe, hit the share button, hit the like button, leave your comments. We respond to all comments. And then you can go download all of our podcasts at Apple Podcasts and Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. We are the home of the misguided passion. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, tapping into the pro day. Let's go ahead and talk about some of these results. Once again, doing this special show tonight because we really didn't want to cloud Monday's show with a ton of information. We can fo- focus strictly on hearing from Jared Parker, the offensive coordinator, some of the tight ends and other players, and then talk about some of the things that stood out from the first two practices that we were able to see as the media. Pro Day. The Adam Miolas, Jafar Armstrong was back on campus. It was really good to see Jafar. Bo Bauer, who Bo Bauer's putting in effort, and he looked pretty good as a long snapper. Tariq Bracey, Avery Davis, Isaiah Foskey, Blake Group. Look, Group was hammering the ball and was extremely accurate. I think he missed one kick to the left all day. And then he tried a 65-yarder to end things and was just short, was just short. His kick from 61 was halfway up the uprights. So I think he can make the 65. But he put on a tremendous show as a place kicker and look for him to get an invite to an NFL camp. I don't think he'll get drafted, but he'll definitely get an invite to an NFL camp. Wide receiver Dante Hendricks was invited from another school. Brandon Joseph, Josh Lug, Michael Mayer, Jared Patterson, and Chris Smith. Now, I can be honest with you and say that the most impressive athletic day, that award would probably go to Chris Smith. I was standing there talking to Brian Drist and some other guys that cover Notre Dame, and Chris Smith exceeded expectations because when he came over from Harvard, 
most people thought he would just add to the depth of the defensive line. And I think after, I don't want to say a rough start, but it was a slow start, he really began to come on and play some really good, sound football in the middle of that defensive line. It ended up being a valuable piece of the defensive line. And he tested and moved tremendously. Comes in at six foot and a half, six one and a half, three hundred and two pounds. He has a pretty decent nine to seven eighths. Short arms, you know, thirty one and two eighths. Wingspan, seventy six. Not bad. It's not bad. But thirty seven reps on the bench press is what jumped out immediately. 37 reps on the bench press. He got everyone's attention early in the morning with that performance. And then he went out and put up a 31-inch vert. Now think about that. At 302 pounds, he put up a 31-inch vert, which is similar to what Brandon Joseph did at the combine at 302 pounds. Now Brandon Joseph did improve on his performance at the combine and his numbers. We'll talk about that shortly. Then he broad jumps nine foot one inch. 40 right at five. I actually had his 40 at about 499 on my watch, but his 10 yard at 171 is actually pretty good at 302 pounds. His 20 yard is 453, and his three cone was 727, which is not bad. He had a fantastic day. He jumped on to the radar for a lot of teams, definitely in free agency. I think he might end up being a free agent target for a lot of teams that need some size and have athleticism like that. Once again, he played at Harvard, and when he was put in the fire against top-notch competition, he proved that he could play to the level of the competition, even though he only had one season to play at that level. So now you have to be intrigued by what you saw from the numbers, his athleticism, his strength. He was talked about by several players on the offensive line for Notre Dame as being one of the strongest players on the team during the season. And he bared that out with those 37 reps on the bench press. So salute to Chris Smith. Let's go to Josh Lugg and Jared Patterson, who I thought both were very fluid when they worked the bags, they worked the kick steps, they did the field drills. Josh Lugg was the only one that really went through the testing. Um, Josh Lugg, look, his feet was something that we questioned going into the pro day. We knew he would struggle. We knew free agency might be a place that he ends up going. And it's, that's that. The, he has the stamp of Harry He stand, though, right? So if he goes to a team, gets on a roster, even if he gets on a practice squad, I think he'll find his way possibly to being in the rotation, the two deep on the offensive line probably on a young team that needs depth or a team that's really struggling to find offensive linemen. So that's going to be a target for Josh Lugg. Jared Patterson. Jared Patterson came into this season with the expectation of possibly being a first-round pick, which is crazy. He was highly thought of as being a first-round pick. And most people thought that he should have gone on to the NFL draft and probably would have ended up being drafted in the second round. If he had entered the draft last year, he decides to come back. He goes through a season full of injuries, frustrating. And you feel bad for him because you now see him go from a late first, second round projection down to really where he's sitting at fourth, fifth round in his projections. But I like Jared Patterson because he's a multi-year captain that shows great leadership. 
the Harry Heastan stamp, he could be a starter in the NFL. Jared Patterson can be a starter in the NFL. He's played all five positions at Notre Dame. He has that versatility. He's going to make his bread in the NFL on the interior from guard to guard. Eventually, I think he's going to settle in as a center. And to be 300 pounds as a center in the NFL, that puts you in a really good spot. That puts you in a really good spot. As I said before, he didn't do any of the testing, but he did the field drills, and he looked very fluid in the field drills. Seems like he's starting to get back to health, and health is going to be a concern. So teams are going to look at the medicals, however the medicals played out, however the meetings played out at the combine, were bare um, heavily or, yeah, were bare heavily on whether or not he goes in the third, fourth, or fifth round. Could he creep up late in the third round? A team will have to fall in love with him. But I think the safe spot is fourth round and then right there in the fifth round. Let's go to my guy Tariq Bracey. Tariq Bracey to me is right there with Chris Smith as the performer of the day. I had Tariq Bracey on one of his 40 runs at 449 on my clock. I heard another scout had him around 449. As well, so that made me feel good about what I had him as. His official time was four five four, which is right about where he needed to be because we know going into the NFL, he's going to be a lifelong nickel with the opportunity to add depth. And if he needs to step in and play a boundary cornerback, something like that, and heavy special teams, he has the speed to do it. He showed that. Once again, the range was 449 to 454 on his 40. I loved it. His broad jump showed great explosion at 10-3. His vert was 38 and a half. And his 10-yard was 155 with a cone of 7.11, which I thought he would do better based upon his explosion in the vert and his broad jump. But overall, he tested extremely well. He did everything he needed to do. It was really good to see Tariq Bracey get the love uh, from not only his uh, teammates that were in the rafters on the second level, cheering them on. But also, you can see a lot of notes being taken, especially after that first 40 of his, where I had him clock in at about a 4-4-9. And then when he went to the field drills, I'll tell you this, Tariq Bracey and Brandon Joseph both looked tremendous in their field drills. Really smooth hips, good feet, good transition going back on the ball. Brandon Joseph was much better at high-pointing the ball and catching it in those drills. Tariq Bracey struggled dropping some balls at the end in the drills, but his transition and his hips were really smooth and fluid, and he tested very well and showed the explosiveness you want to see for someone that's going to the NFL that's going to work exclusively from the slot. It was good to see Avery Davis back on the field after his injuries. I wish he would come back and play because he would be valuable to this team. But 4.56 in the 40, 1.57, 4.23 in the 20, he's going to give it a go for the NFL. And if not the NFL, XFL, USFL, other options will be on the table. He said he's also interested in coaching. So we'll see how things play out for him. Brandon Joseph, ladies and gentlemen, who was a disappointment at the NFL Combine, in my opinion. He improved his vertical thing by four inches. 
to 34 and a half. He ran a 4.5740. And I'll be honest, I clocked him at like 4.51 on his second 40. I thought he ran pretty well. 10 yards split, 1.57, 20 yard, 4.09. That shows good short area quickness. And his three cone was a 6.8. A 6.8. I thought that was really good. I thought that was really good. So, at 200 pounds, he shows some flashes to be able to make plays. He just wasn't consistent. He just wasn't consistent. He did battle injuries, and maybe he didn't really give forth the effort that some might have wanted him to see in spite of those injuries. But it was really chilling that while he was going through his field drills and testings, it was really quiet. And I don't know why that is. The players on the current roster were very supportive throughout the entire day. And anytime Brandon Joseph tested, things just got really quiet. It was just eerie, you know. I don't want to make something out of nothing, but like I said, it was just really eerie. It was just extremely eerie. Uh, uh, see. Mm, super chat. Nate Milton, thank you. Late night getting after it, Sean. Love it. Hey, I have to, man. I have to. I couldn't have all of this information just lining up for one show on Monday. We would have to do like four or five hours, and none of us uh, would have time to do that on Monday. Lucky Lucky Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, CFC with Me Nation, Irish Breakdown. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spend it different. Once again, going over pro day and a practice tease. Practice tease. Don't forget, we drop one of our great conversations, the best of Lucky Lefty, each and every Sunday morning. Each and every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. Tomorrow's episode will be with former Notre Dame running back Dexter Williams, a.k.a. Juice. He joined us. In March of 2022, for a great interview, he talked about coming to Notre Dame, the trials and tribulations of him, his suspensions, and what he went through, how he was able to overcome. He talked about playing with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, and then ultimately landing in the USFL, where he put in work last year. So, tremendous interview that drops Apple Podcasts and Spotify, 9 a.m. Eastern. Tomorrow morning, the best of Lucky Lefty featuring former Notre Dame running back Dexter Williams. Mac 10, thank you, my brother. Thank you for that super chat. We appreciate you. Uh, let's see, Paulo 27. Yo, SD, nice to see you, brother, working hard at the BALA. Thanks for the surprise. Hey, man, we appreciate you and everything you do. Finally, get some good weather out there on the left coast from what I hear. So I hope you guys can keep. Staying above 65, because I know you've been getting a lot of rain, according to Malik, lately.
So I left off from Brandon Joseph, right? Michael Mayer. So we get to Michael Mayer and the field drills, and it's Michael Mayer, Avery Davis. And everybody's wondering leading up to the pro day, like who in the heck is going to throw to these guys, right? And we guessed, and we're like, maybe Jack Cole comes back because he's played with both of these guys. And then we're like, no, he has a game schedule the next day. So Jack Cole can't do it. And we're like, man, maybe Tyler does it. And halfway through the 40s, Sam Hartman just walks in <laughs> with a sleeveless T-shirt that says stud on it and just starts warming up. So everybody's standing there like, oh, I guess Sam Hartman is going to work out with these guys. And I think Michael Mayer made mention of it as well. He said they spent maybe two days during the week, a little side session kind of working with each other and just getting used to each other's body movements or Sam Harvey getting used to his body movements and everything. And look, Sam Hartman was 21 and 21, like on the throws, because it really wasn't extensive. extensive. Like I said, it was Avery Davis, Michael Mayer. Um, they ran like 21 plays. Each guy looked good. Michael, Michael Mayer really didn't have to show much. He just flat out didn't. I mean, he's the best tight end in the nation. He has the production to prove it, has the film to improve it, and then he improved on his numbers. He improved on his numbers. He didn't run the 40. Um, uh, Michael Mayer did run the 20, uh, 4 3 1, and then he had a 6 8 7 cone. That's very impressive. His cone was really impressive. You look at him when he's running the cone and you see how he's able to get in and out of breaks with the quickness that he does. So I love, absolutely love what these guys shown on a pro day, but I will put this point out there, Notre Dame fans. And it is really uh, just a point of objectivity. I love this team. You know, I love Notre Dame, but you look at the pro day and you say to yourself, Man, maybe this is why they went nine and four. And that's just being objective, right? Michael Mayer is the only first round candidate, the only one. Uh, you have Jason Adamiola, who I thought he was going to perform much better than testing. He is 5.02 in the 40, one, six, seven. The 10 yard, four, five, nine, and the 27 six on the cone. Only broad jump, nine, two. Averted 33. I mean, Justin pretty much had similar numbers 32 on the vert, nine, two on the broad. He ran a little bit fast at four, nine, five. A little fast on the 10 yard, 20 yard. He was. Three hundredths of a second faster, and he was thirteen second, thirteen um, point thirteen faster in the th three call. So, um, LL question of the night: You know, did we un did we overestimate 
how good of a player Jason Adamiola was. When you look at the totality of what he did over his Irish career, do you feel like as a fan base we expected too much or thought he was a much better player than maybe what he was? Right? Because when I think about Jason Adamiola throughout his Notre Dame career, I really think about a player who had opportunities to make big plays and always came up just short, right? It's like the State Farm commercial with the old gentleman with the fish reel and hook with the dollar on the end. It's like, oh, you almost had it. There's so many plays over the last four years. I could point out with Jason Adamiola where I could say, man, he almost had that tackle for loss. He almost had that sack. He almost had the tackle in the hole. And, um, yeah, so when you look at the numbers and you look at the testing, it really just, you know, when you see the leadership on this team, I truly believe if you look at the pro day, the pro day more than likely is going to line up with the record of that college football team. There might be some anomalies. You know, I don't think Alabama's pro day, you look at the wide receivers that Bryce Young threw to at his pro day versus the receivers that C.J. Stroud threw to. He had two first-round receivers from the 2025 draft. He had a first-round receiver from the 2020, I'm sorry, from 2024 draft. He had a first-round receiver from 2023 draft. That's what he was throwing to. I can't even name the guys Bryce Young was throwing to, right? But when you look at those weapons and the lack of weapons and the pro day and first-round talent, that kind of shows you, you know, how good teams were in the season. It kind of lines up. So I come away from this pro day, and before the season, it's crazy because Brandon Joseph was expected to be a first, second-round pick. Michael Mayer was supposed to be first round. Jared Patterson was second, third round, right? Early second. Isaiah Foskey was a first round projection. Isaiah Foskey still going to be top 50. Still going to be a top 50 player. Uh, by the way, Isaiah Foskey looked absolutely amazing. Amazing. Shout out to the Packers and their coaches. They have they seem to have serious interest in Isaiah Foskey because they just flat out took over the defensive line drills, right? They did the regular three bags, running through the bags, and then, you know, laying down in between the bags, jumping up, going back and forth. Same thing they do with the combine. And then they got halfway through that. The Packers requested, could they run some things? And they started to do a lot of pursuit drills to test the speed of the players. Of course, they were really looking at Isaiah Foskey, but they did it for the entire group. So, And the Steelers are right there showing a lot of interest as well. So Isaiah Foskey fits with both teams, in my opinion, because the Packers, via free agency, they lost a lot up front. Uh, they signed a big nose tackle in the middle, but getting young on the edge, and that would that – would, that's definitely going to bode well for them. And then Isaiah Foskey just fits that outside linebacker mode 
in that 3-4 Pittsburgh system because he showed, even in the drills, that he can drop into coverage. That's something they wanted to see. So Isaiah Foskey was absolutely phenomenal in the field drills. He didn't need to do anything else. Everything from an athletic standpoint, he proved at the combine. There was nothing else to prove. He got into the field drills, and he did a fantastic, fantastic job. Marvin Bell, thank you for the super chat, my man. I appreciate you guys. You guys didn't have to get up with me. I was hoping just to do this and post it and have you guys get up early in the morning and have something to watch early on a Sunday morning. Mike Nolan, thank you for the super chat. Way to grind, Sean. Appreciate you. What's your thoughts on our 2023 guys in practice? I'll, I'll get to that. I'm going to tease a little bit because I don't want to talk about too much without left being here. But I'm going to tease a little bit once again. Don't forget our best of Lucky Lefty episode. We're running back former Notre Dame running back Dexter Williams tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. on Lucky Lucky Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation. Uh, as I said before, Sam Hardman was out there showing out. He was flat out showing out in front of the scouts. He was showing out in front of the scouts. 21 to 21. Just, man, probably had Michael Mayer saying what could have been. You know, there's no way Michael Mayer is coming back, but I'm sure they probably laughed it up. Michael Mayer is probably thinking, you know, I probably would have put up at least 13, 1,400 yards with Sam Hartman at quarterback. Um, I I didn't say Sam Hartman had a big arm. He doesn't even have the best arm in the quarterback room. I think we said that, yeah, Steve Angeli has the biggest arm in the quarterback room. Sam Hartman has a nice arm. It's, it's nice. It's nice. Um, but I wouldn't call it a big arm. <laughs> the Hart Foundation, yo, SD, Justin Scott could pass for some type of kid of yours. That's either your twin nephew or cousin or something. <laughs> That's my guy. That's my guy. It was good to see him today, too. You know, we're not allowed to speak to the recruits on campus, but it's always good to give the head nod to guys that you know and that know you. <laughs> Jay Lamont, hey, no, you get no argument from me, bro. You get no argument from me on that particular point. 